Hey guys, welcome back to the Landco podcast. Today I am back at you with another property review. This one on 45 acres in Peoria County. Welcome to the Landco podcast, an analytical behind the scenes look into land investing and land ownership, covering marketing conditions, current inventory, and updates on all relevant land ownership issues here in Illinois, mixed in with some timely hunting and fishing reports. Welcome back, guys. Uh, again, today, another property review on a new listing that we just put up uh, a week ago or so. Um, first, thank you from our sponsor, acrevalue.com. If you haven't checked them out, go do it. Super valuable tool that we use to look up, like, you know, who bought what, what they paid for it. Um, look at, um, you know, FSA records, see how much of the property is tillable, look at soil types, all that sort of stuff. Um, pretty affordable. Just a cool website, very valuable if you're into land investing. Go check it out, acrevalue.com. We use them literally daily. So uh, check that out. Back to this property. Uh, this one is 45 acres uh, in this Peoria County. Let me zoom out of this map, tell you exactly where it is. Uh, it's close to, it's not too far from Peoria. It is just off of Texas Road. Uh, let's see, kind of north, northeast of Trivoli. So uh, it'd be almost directly east of Elmwood, you know, just a little south of Route 8. So you're probably looking at uh, not very far, maybe 20 minutes or so from downtown Peoria. That's kind of a guess. But cool location. Um, again, on these property views, we cover two things. So we cover the physical property itself, and then we cover the value. So I'm going to start with the property itself. This one, uh, 45 acres, it has a house and an outbuilding. So I'll go over all three of those things the best I can. Uh, let's start with the the property. It is <laughs> so when when I look at properties for my clients that like so this is going to be a this isn't going to be a short term buy and sell. This is somebody that's going to buy this to either live on it or have a cabin. So it is very important that the property sits well and suits what they need. This one is super cool because we always talk about which part. So this one includes some creek bottom and top land. So creek bottom, ridges, top land. And you'll always hear us talk about like, well, what part of that valley do, do you get? What part of the valley goes with within those property lines? And ideally, what we like and most of our clients like to see is it includes all three sides. So you get the top land on one side, the, the ridge, creek bottom, and then the same thing back up. So you get it on both sides. Uh, it's just it gives you more use of the property. It kind of, you control a whole part of it. So you're not fighting neighbors as much. Um, we just, it, it seems to increase hunting opportunities. We like that type of layout and this one has it. So starting like as in general, as general as you can get, the physical layout of the entire property is super cool because you have top land on the kind of north, northeast, uh, moving southwest. You go drop down into the creek bottom. This one's cool because it's, it's not just a sharp, you know, ridge down to a small creek bottom and then back up. This one's kind of mellow slopes. Uh, he even mows some of it, has some food plots there down to the bottom, which is kind of a wider bottom. So there's a lot of food plots down on the bottom. Same thing on the way back up. Uh, a little bigger timber chunk on the way back up, um, up to, I should back up, back up, but heading south to the, um, the ag section or the predominant ag section where they farm. Um, which is the fingers of just a giant agricultural field. So in general, the, the entire layout is super cool. It's got trails everywhere. Uh, getting into a little more details about the property. So there's 12 acres uh, of tillable cash rents. 
Um, there's about 15 acres of hardwoods. He hasn't harvested any in, or he hasn't. I, I don't think anything on anyone has on the property in, I don't know, 20 years or so, I think he said. Uh, the remainder is about 15 acres of pasture. He didn't lease it out. He probably could have, but he knew he was going to sell it this year. Uh, he is, the owner had an opportunity to move for a job. So that is the reason they're selling it. Um, so he did not rent that pasture out. You, you could to make a few extra bucks. I like the way it's set up personally. Uh, it has a clean look. You can mow it. You can, you know, I, I'd maybe plant a few more acres into production or food plots, but you c certainly could lease it out um, to get some more income on the property. But just having that opportunity is very cool. So um, there's a, a couple good lake sites. One that would be giant, <laughs> but a couple smaller lake sites that probably wouldn't scare people quite as much. Um, the bottom food plots are really cool. He's, he's done all that work. So there's probably, let me zoom in on this map. Oh man. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, maybe six or seven, uh, food plots that kind of move along the Creek from Southeast to Northwest. And he's done all that. So there's trails everywhere, food plots everywhere. Uh, like the physical setup of this property is awesome. The access is great. The trails have been done. Um, the layout is good for hunting. I should have mentioned on that south side where the agriculture is, it's four um, individual fingers moving literally north to south. So, which is always cool for hunting because it gives you more hunting opportunities. And they're they're narrow enough that they're probably too big to like for archery to shoot all the way across. But certainly shotgun, you could shoot across them. Um, they just they'll give you good opportunities for just not only to seed deer out there, but to actually harvest deer because you're going to get more opportunities to shoot those deer you see. So the layout, uh, very, very cool. Um, sorry, I always forget to turn the volume off on my computer when I do this. So that's it for the, the land portion. The houses or the house and the outbuilding. So the house was built in 2014. 1900 square foot is a custom house. I don't know if you guys have dealt with Stegmeyer builders here in town, but they're incredible. I've seen some work that they've done all great. So they, they built this house, uh, two by six construction covered porch, I guess 12 by 12 covered porch, um, an open floor plan, which on a lot of these properties, you get these old farmhouses that they're cool. They're really cool. They're just kind of chopped up into smaller rooms. This is a new house, open floor plan. The kitchen is, is awesome. It's got a, a double fridge. It's like a chef's kitchen, which what I would envision, uh, you know, if, if someone was building it for entertaining or to cook, super cool. Opens up to the uh, the living room. It's got a fireplace in there. Um, and what am I I'm missing there? If you did build that big lake at the bottom, it would overlook that lake. So that would be cool if somebody wanted to do that. Everything else was done right. I think it's Anderson windows. There's a sliding door there. Main floor laundry. Um, main floor master that has a huge walk-in um, bath and closet, oversized garage. Um, it's just, you could tell that they thought this through and didn't miss anything. Um, let's see, heating cooled floor drains uh, for the garage. Like literally he didn't, they didn't skip anything on this. The cool part that I, the thing that I like about it, it's almost like a little, it's like a look of a cottage house. And what we find a lot when we are selling properties like this that have homes on them, 
is they typically fall on one end or the other of the spectrum. They're either old farmhouses. Um, they're Again, they're cool, but they're not. They'd take some remodeling to get how most of our buyers want them. Or on the opposite side of the spectrum, they're, they're huge um, over the top, which is super cool. But a lot of people seemingly don't want that. Like they don't want to spend so much money on the improvements that they they short themselves on the land. So this one is like right in the middle of that wheelhouse. Like it's a very nicely built house with all the amenities. It's just not huge. You're talking about a million dollar house. You know, it's it's right in the middle and we don't get a ton of those. So from that perspective, I think it's really cool. I think a lot of buyers are going to find that um, that to be the case as well. So the house is awesome. The basement is unfinished. Um, but it's got, it's all wide open. I shouldn't say it's, well, it is unfinished, but there is a bonus. The basement is the entire, um, the entire house. So it's a 1900 square foot basement as well. Uh, it's a walkout. So you've got sliding glass doors. It's got a little bonus room that I think is under the porch that they use for like uh, a safe room for like guns and things like that, a tornado shelter. But other than that, the basement is wide open and it's like, free span. I think there's a few posts in there, but for the most part, it is wide open. You could do literally whatever you want down there. So keeps your taxes down. If you ever did want to finish it, the options are, are endless down there. Cool walkout basement. So house, very cool. The outbuilding, two-story outbuilding. Uh, what was the size on that? I think it's 25 by 50, uh, two-story, but there's uh, 14 foot overhangs on both sides. So you can park your tractor, store hay, do whatever you want to do there. Um, on the ground floor or the yeah ground floor, oversized ceilings. I think they're 11 foot with the oversized garage door, 16 by 10. Uh, I think there's a 10. There's another one, 10 by 8 on the backside. So uh, he thought all that stuff through. Again, it's two by six construction. That's not. A, this isn't a pole frame building. It's actually a stick frame building. I think I'll have to double check, but I think Stegmeyer built this as well. So the uh, second floor is uh, all on two by 12 floor joists, 12 inch centers. So you get kind of double the space. He has a office on the second floor that he uses. And I think it's 20 by 20. Where is that? Yeah, 20 by 20. It's got a PTAC unit. So he heats and cools it. It's got a wood burning stove. So you, you don't have to use that all the time. I think that wood burning stove is cool. Um, the rest of the upstairs, was, which is about half of it, or maybe a little more than that, uh, he's got as shelving, just kind of storage. The thing is loaded with windows. Um, I think I have my notes. There. 21 windows is a potential door out back upstairs if you want to do a, a deck because it would have a cool view kind of overlooking the, the bottom of that, uh, the creek bottom stuff. So it's a cool setup. You, when you walk in there, you can tell that he thought everything through. Like even the driveway is done correctly, which we just, we don't see it that often. Most people just throw down gravel out in the country and call it good. You know, this guy put down the underlayment down, put some a hard base, top dressed it with some, it looked like a one inch down or you know one inch clean, maybe even smaller than that. He lined it with some pavers on both sides. Well, once you get closer to the house, the house sits, you know, I don't know what that is off the road. It's probably, I don't know, two, 300 feet, maybe probably further than that. So it sits off the road. A lot of these we see are built right on the road. So it just, it's done very well. Um, and not much was missed on it. So in general, the property is cool. There's not much that I would do differently if it were, that it were mine, except for maybe convert some of that pasture, either rent it or convert it to a sunflower field. 
or or even put it back into ag. But such a cool property, a uh, ton of potential, good spot in Peoria County that you're going to you're going to shoot some deer there. I mean, it's part of that uh, Creek Valley, so you're going to get a lot of movement through the property in addition to holding some deer, but yeah, that's um that's about it for the physical attributes of the property. I'm sure I'm missing something, but overall, one of the cooler places that we've seen. Moving on to the value. So I'm going to start with the land <clears throat> because when you get into homes, it's it's tough, but I'll, I'll explain that in, in a minute. But uh, let me open this up. So, <clears throat> all right, 45 acres, 12 acres tillable. If I put 6,500 bucks on the tillable, which is probably about right. It's not strip mine stuff. It's timber soil because it's back, um, you know, kind of the the fingers of the big ag field. <clears throat> My guess is the productivity index is somewhere in the 115, 120 range. It's kind of a guess. Um, but the 6,500 is probably accurate. If not, maybe a touch low, but we'll I'll adjust that in a little bit. Uh, no water acres, just the creek, The which puts the remainder at 33 acres. So, I put 6,500 on the tillable and I put uh, 3,200 on the remainder acres. That comes out to 183,600. And again, this is in Peoria County, so we would bump that. Peoria maybe doesn't bring the um, the premium that it used to, you know, pre-2007, but there's certainly still a premium there. So, uh, but leave it, let's leave it there for a second and talk about the house. The, so what I do when I I'm not a house expert. Like we sell farms and recreational um, farms that have cabins, but with, when there's a house uh, up to the quality of this, I, and um, unless the help of the Nell group, Mark and Amy here in Peoria, they do an incredible job, but they also help me pricing these houses. But when I do it, you know, I, I calculate the price of what the land should be. And then I could back into what that value is for the improvements based on the, the, uh, the asking price. So in this situation, the asking price was actually already reduced. So now it's down to 585 for all of it, 585,000. So the land using those initial numbers without putting a premium on it, the land is valued at 183,600. That would put the improvements at 401,400. And right off the bat, I'm like, that is, that's a, that's a deal. You could, there's no way you could build that house, uh, that road, off the you know off the main road with the power the septic the well that outbuilding with both the overhangs on both sides there's no way you could build that for four hundred thousand dollars so right off the bat I'm like that's uh, you know we're priced correctly and that only improves um, if you actually put a premium on some of those values so let's say you put a premium of five hundred bucks on the land because it's in Peoria County so I'll put seven grand on the tillable. And I'll put 3,700 on the remainder acres. That means that the uh, land price would be 4580. Um, let's see, or 206,000, which seems super realistic where it's at. Uh, so that would be fine. Then that gets the improvements down to 378.9. So without getting too in detail about like price per square foot on the the outbuilding or price per square foot on the house, just looking in general, you know, you're looking at somewhere between 380 and 400 based on the asking price, which initial thoughts are that's lower than it would cost to build. And I think it's a great deal. So uh, if you want more information on the pricing on houses, 
I walk through my clients with it. But if they start asking questions that I can't answer on houses, I refer them to Mark and Amy. They have more knowledge than I do on on finishings, price per square foot, uh, just because that's not what I do day in and day out. They do. Um, so if you want more specific info on breaking up that number, the you know 380 to 400 on on where I would allocate some of those costs and on a price per square foot basis compared to other comps that have sold in the past. I mean, we've, they've done that. So these numbers that uh, the asking price didn't, you know, come out of nowhere. We, they went through this with them and, and landed on that, these numbers. So, but if you want that info, get a hold of me, I'll get you hooked up with Mark and Amy, but in general, pricing is great on this one. Um, if you plug in the, the kind of average values of, of similar land selling, that backs into a price on the improvements that is cheaper than you could build something right now. So I think it's priced very well. Uh, I don't think I'm missing anything. I'm sure that I am. Again, 45 acres, about 20 minutes from downtown Peoria. Uh, bored well, never gone dry. Haven't heard of anything, um, you know, nothing bad happening in that area. Um other than that, um, that should wrap it up on this one. Again, we do these to try to bring kind of awareness and, and value to our clients. Uh, if, if you want to come check it out, you don't have to use Landco. Uh, if you have another broker that you're working with, we, we work with everyone. So give them a, have them call me. Or if you want to set up a, a showing, you don't have a broker, we'd love to represent you. But <clears throat> that should wrap it up for this one. Cool, rare property, new open floor plan house and outbuilding. That was just It was done the right way. Um, and everything about this one we like. So that should wrap it up on this one. Uh, we'll be back at you shortly with a few more, and um, I think that uh, I want to make sure I'm not, not missing anything. Went over some notes here. That's it. If you have any questions, let me know. If not, we'll be back at you guys again shortly with another one. Thanks for listening.